Hello, welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Come on in, make yourself comfortable, and let's have a chat about life. Hi guys, I hope you're having a wonderful day. As you heard by the intro, today we're not going to be talking about anything specific, but I did want to take some time to just get on the podcast and have a conversation because I don't know sometimes I just kind of want company and what's what's a better company than yourself and talking to perceived friends like that's no better company than that so um yeah I have nothing to really talk about right now I feel really full like physically full mentally full I would say moderately spiritually full like not fully spiritually full but like I feel stuffed (laughs) and I don't know if it's just only because I just ate like potatoes (laughs) potatoes and cheese and hummus that's one of my favorite snacks by the way like a really quick meal that does that will fill you up really fast i like to make fries in the air fryer and then i will put like a dollop of hummus on it and i will put cheese in it and i'll kind of melt it so it's kind of like it's kind of like a it's not nacho fries but think of that concept of loaded basically loaded fries so i do that and then i melt the cheese and the hummus And then I do like a drizzle of honey on it because I love the combination of sweet and spicy. It's one of my faves. And then I put this Caribbean Calypso hot sauce that my dad um, and my mom, they buy from the local Haitian store, Caribbean store, whatever you want to call it. You know what? I realized that I think that if anybody that was kind of like, I don't know, outside of my family, maybe when they listen to me say that, I don't know. I I think it's kind of hard to describe, but basically I just realized that growing up when my parents or whatever, when they would like go to the store that sells majority Haitian food and it's owned by Haitians, we would call it a Haitian store. And I don't know if anybody who's like fully Haitian actually calls it that like I feel like they would just call it the store or whatever however you say store or market in Creole I think it's called Mache but I think they would call it that I don't think they would call it the Haitian store I think that that's only something that somebody who's not namely fully from the culture would call it it's like it's like people who are not American if they're telling their family like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to this um, store like Walmart or something. I don't think that they would call it Walmart. They could, but like, I don't think they would do that. They would probably say like, I'm going to go to this American store. But 
are you guys getting it? Like, you wouldn't preface what store it is if you're from that culture. Like, I don't say I'm going to an American store. I say I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to Publix. I'm going to Winn-Dixie because those are American stores. But, and that's my primary culture. So, I don't usually preface that I'm going to that store. But another store that's not my primary culture, I have to, like, specify what store that is. So, in my family, we've just always referred to to it as the Haitian store or the Haitian restaurant or whatever it may be but I don't think that most people do that especially if you're Haitian like I don't think that you would say I'm going to the Haitian store I'm going to the Haitian restaurant like you just say I'm going to the restaurant I'm going to the store um so that's something that's cool that I kind of noticed I don't know why I do that but like I just said it's to preface because it's not the primary como se dice but do you guys get it? I hope it took me a while to get there. It took me a while to explain to y'all. By the way, I'm doing my nails again. Hopefully this conversation is going to be really mellow. So I'm able to actually do my nails um, while talking. Because sometimes I swear, like I say, Ooh, let's talk while I do my nails. And I end up never doing my nails while talking because the conversation gets that good. But yeah. Let's go back to the topic of me feeling full because I never, <laughs> I never really like um, elaborated on that, expounded on that. Um, I, I feel full, <laughs> literally full. But then also, I don't know, I just feel like I've been consuming so much lately. And I don't know, it's not like in one of those, it's not one of those feelings where I feel like, oh my gosh, I did like overload, like I'm having a sensory overload. It doesn't fully feel that way. Um, but I do feel like to the brim. And I kind of just want to be emptied out a little bit. Because it's a lot of pressure being this fool. Like I have a lot of experiences that I've been experiencing. So like my experience bank is been full um a lot of emotions that I've been feeling and lately I've been feeling a lot of emotions at such a um high rate you know what I mean like lately when I've been feeling emotions they've been strong emotions and they've been big emotions that have been you know overwhelming so to speak and they haven't been negative they just have been like taxing on my body like to be this expressive all the time it's a lot I don't know how people do this all the time because honestly, it's taken a lot out of me. So I just feel so full. And I kind of just want to release some of it. You know what I mean? I don't know if that made any sense. But that's how I feel. I have so many ideas rummaging around in my head. And I'm just so happy and proud of myself and where I'm at right now. Like, I'm at a place where I don't feel like... I don't feel bad. Like, obviously, we always know that we have something to work on. There's something, something, very much something to work on. And, you know, that's going to be a given. That's implied. But at this moment, I feel in a content place. Like, I feel content. It's not like it's neither here nor there. It's just kind of like in the middle. That's how I feel. You know what I mean? But I'm actually really proud of myself because I feel like I'm growing a lot and I like it. I like I like my mindset right now. I like the way that I think right now. I like, you know, 
um, my outlook, my perspective on things. I like that I'm growing. I have a really big growth mindset right now, which is crazy because I've always been like a perspectiveful person, a um, retrospective person, reflective person. Like that's always been me, but um, I don't know. Even lately, like I shared with you guys a while ago, like my outlook on how I embrace life is a lot different. It's kind of like this hands-on approach like I'm all here all hands on all hands on deck <laughs> all in the front all in the back just like that like that <laughs> that's what it's giving that's what it that's what my um life outlook has been giving all hands on deck for real shout out to Tanache but yeah like it's kind of just been really big on like embracing and just like this is what we're doing and we're here and it's it's cool or it's like it's not very daunted by like big tasks or new changes it's kind of just like going with the flow of things like okay all right okay all right okay all right that's what it is that's what it usually is and I like that and I like my outlook like this morning I was listening to this YouTube channel that I actually really like, um, it's probably one of the first channels that made me realize how much I was actually really interested in therapy and how I, and I think it was one of those channels that kind of helped with me making the decision of like, I want to be a couples therapist, a marriage and family therapist, like a group group therapist um so I was watching it's called psychology in Seattle and he was doing like a um a reaction to this show on HBO called couples therapy um and he's basically just kind of looking at the session that they're doing and kind of like breaking it down and, you know, analyzing the different people that are on there doing therapy, analyzing the therapist themselves and be like, oh, this therapist was good in taking this approach or this is something that I would have done. It's just really cool to see the nitty gritty and stuff like that. And um, one thing that I'm learning is that a principle of therapy, what will make a good therapist is that you have to be, um, in the words of Odell Bazell, you have to be passionately curious instead of passionately critical. And I find that that is a key, a key um skill that I have. And I think it comes pretty naturally to me that. I'm always seeking to understand why someone does something. And of course, I'm human and I am conditioned by society. So I I can get swept up in it. You know, when you see somebody acting out of pocket or when you see somebody doing something differently than you, when you see somebody kind of like not acting in a desirable way, human nature tells you, culture tells you, oh, like this person is an idiot. Like what the heck? They're a douchebag. Why? Like, why are they so rude? Like, that's disgusting. You're ready to kind of come at them sideways you're ready to basically crucify them and for me that's not something that I now especially even more now that's not something that that's my first instinct to be like oh let's kind of get them let's put them in their place let's check them let's you know cancel them it's more so of like I wonder why they're doing that I like I wonder why 
And then I started to like analyze and kind of bring up multiple perspectives of like why this person may be doing what they're doing. Um, And I think that that's really cool that I have that mindset because it'll help me a lot in therapy of really just trying to understand why. And I think that that's what's very hard for people. And sometimes I find myself feeling kind of like, Am I, am I being too soft? You know what I mean? Because sometimes when I approach certain controversial topics and stuff, I'm always seeking for understanding and a common ground. And I hear that a lot of the times people don't share that same sentiment. So as soon as something is, you know, um, offensive or somebody says something that could be triggering or it just wasn't the best choice of words most people would take that at face value and they'd be like this person is a douchebag like you know basically f them and me I'm like I'm trying to think about why they said it what was the motivation behind where this why they said it where are they coming from and can I kind of find a common ground with them? And I find that sometimes when I take that approach and I see that other people are taking the let's go to the capital approach, I feel like, mm, am I being too soft right now? Like, am I not holding them accountable? Am I not seeing it for what it is? Like, I'm trying to, am I just trying to make an excuse for this person instead of just seeing them for the, what they are? Like everybody else is saying they're douchebags. So like, is that what it is? Like, am I being soft? But then every time I see therapists and people in psychology and people in like, you know, service, um, service areas, mental health services and stuff like that, when you're in those professions, the whole objective, there really are no bad guys. There are people who are sick or broken or don't have the accurate tools that they need to be a good person. Now, I don't know if that's exactly like I'm, I don't know if I'm not phrasing it the right way. But for the most part, when you're in therapy and you're a therapist and you're trying to help someone or help a couple, whatever it may be, your job isn't to be like, hey, you're a douchebag. Check yourself. You know what I mean? You're like, hmm, they're giving off a very grandiose aura. They're giving off a very arrogant type of self-entitled aura. Why are they giving that off? Mm, Maybe it was because when they were a child, they were abandoned and neglected. And so now they have this insecurity and they developed this kind of persona as a defense mechanism. I wonder how can we disable these defense mechanisms to help them to better express themselves, to better be secure in themselves and their relationships. And so... That's just a small example of what it could be, but that's how therapists think. They're not thinking, ah, this person is rude. They acknowledge that. They're like, huh, this person is kind of rude or they're really defensive and aggressive. Every time I say something, they always have to say something smart. But as a therapist, you don't take that personally and you're ready to square up. You're ready to kind of like, you know, disregard them and throw them to the side. You're ready to tackle the issue and try to find out why is this the reaction that they're giving off? Why is this the behavior and how can we change the behavior? And so I just kind of, 
I am fascinated by that whole thought process and by that whole situation of how they kind of go about things. And again, by no means am I saying that therapists don't hold individuals accountable because you do. But in order to accurately hold someone accountable, you must have as much of the perspective as possible, as much of the aspects to the story as possible. You can't just look at things for face value and be like, hmm, that's what it is. Because it's like, no, this is what it is, but this is why it is. You know what I mean? These are the things that led up to what this is. And maybe if we can tackle what why it is, we can change what is, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? So it's just more to it. And I'm interested in the more of it. Excuse me, because I need to go get some more nail polish remover. So I will be right back. Hello, 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 look at me. I've been fresh. I've been walking with my saver. Yes, I'm trying to do my best because I'm just a bag of bones trying to check out all the flesh. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that song, by the way. That's one of my new favorite songs. By Belief in Fatherhood or By Belief. That is such a good song. And let me tell you something about that song. Um, it's called The Greeting by Belief. And it goes like, hello, hello, hello. Look at me. I've been fresh. I've been walking with my savior. Yes, I'm trying to do my best. Guess I'm just a bag of bones. Try to shake up up my flesh when you see me. Something, something. When you see me, see me, see me. Anyways, I really like that song. And every time I listen to like the instrumental in the background, for some reason that sound resonates with me. And it resounds throughout me. For some reason... It hits me in my soul and every time I hear it, I want to cry. Like I get emotional, but again, it's not like a depressive emotion. It's just overwhelming. And I don't know, guys, I don't know if lately I'm just like PMSing. I'm like, my period's about to come on. I don't know what it is, but let me tell you something. I'm normally not a PMS person like Obviously, there are symptoms and whatnot, but I don't tend to be emotional. I don't know. I've never really paid attention to my como se dice, um, period patterns, but for the most part, I'm not imbalanced, you know, in an emotional way for the most part when my period is coming on, whatever, whatever. But I don't know, it's something about that song, and it could be definitely a part of that if I am PMSing, but I think that there's other aspects to it as well. And just every time I hear that song, it's it, it presents a feeling within me, but I can't put my finger on what it is. I can't find what feeling I am you know, experiencing when I listen to the song. I know that it's not negative, but I don't know what feeling that is. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what memory subconsciously am I tying to it. But all I know is that when I hear that song, first of all, I love it. First of all, I just want to embrace it. Third of all, it makes me emotional. And then every time I already share with you, with the, I already shared this with you um, within the last podcast, but every time I watch Belief and Fatherhood's videos, I get emotional and I just don't know what it is exactly, but I, I absolutely love it. Like the video that I was watching today, 
that really made me kind of like emotional was seeing okay so it was two videos no it was one video and it was this video dedicated to one of the sons theo which his name is theopolis by the way and it means friend of god and i'm kind of liking it not even gonna lie but anyways it was theo's birthday or something like that and it was kind of like a did a video dedicated to him and it was a video right after he got his hair cut so then his dad was teaching him about how to groom his hair um how to upkeep his hair now that it was cut and i just love the process of his dad taking him giving him a brush first of all his dad gave him the brush that his grandfather gave his dad when his dad was eight so glenn the father he showed Theo the brush that his dad gave him when he was eight years old. And then he was like, I'm going to give this to you. It's very special. And then on top of that, he gave Theo his own brush. And he like engraved into it his name and the year that he got it, which was so beautiful to me. Because the reason why is because I know how much that's going to mean to Theo. The, I think one of the reasons why it kind of resonates with me so deeply is because I know that this is going to mean so much to all of his children when they see, not even when they see these videos, but definitely when they see these videos, but when they just think about these memories that these videos are capturing. Like, I just know that it's going to be so profound in their lives like I know that it's going to stand out within them and to know that he's going to have that story and say my dad you know he's the one that introduced me to you know how to take care of my hair you know he was the one that taught me this and then he like introduced to him um what do you call it he introduced to him like the different wave caps and the do-rags and stuff like that and when I just saw that I'm like Theo is gonna be such a secure black man that really does love himself and he loves other black people and he's not gonna grow up with self-hatred because he had someone to introduce to him the culture in a light that wasn't perverted if that makes any sense like his first introdu introduction to black culture and what blackness blackness means to him came from a black man that loves himself and loves his child it came from a black mother that loves herself and loves her children it came from two secure black people it didn't come from media perverting what blackness is you know um diluting and in como se dice manipulating a narrative to fit into you know to fit into an agenda that doesn't really serve black people it didn't come from that that was his first introduction to blackness and it also did not come from you know a black person namely themselves that may have not had the opportunity to really um be introduced to blackness in a way that wasn't perverted therefore they have kind of like construed constructs around what blackness is and while they may be you know living in their authentic state as a black person they still are very lost in what it truly means i think and so this is not to say that glenn and yvette his parents you know don't have their own things to work through as black people it doesn't say that they're just so it's not to say that they're just so perfect and you know they're 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 without any conditioning or any type of outside things but it is to say that 
this is going to mean so much to their children to know that this was their first introduction to two integral parts of their identity. If that makes any sense. Like it's going to help so much. And again, another thing is not to say that they're never probably going to have an identity crisis, which is a bit extreme. It's not to say that they won't face their own insecurities and face, you know, having um, to cope and find themselves and things like that. Like that's just a part of every nature. But at least blackness the very foundation won't be one of those problems it'll be maybe a problem but it won't be one of their biggest problems where they'll have to go through that whole crisis of like oh my gosh I hate my hair oh my gosh I don't know how to do my hair oh my gosh I basically don't love myself because the world doesn't love me so I love that that's one of the reasons why it resonates with me so much and then throughout the video when Glenn was introducing that to him and stuff like that and just taking out the time to bond with his son and be intimate. Then they took him out to lunch and it was just him um, and his parents and the other kids weren't there for that time. And I like that. And them just asking, like getting to know him and stuff like that, like being committed to getting to know their child further, even though they are his parents and they may know very well much know more about him than anybody in the world I love how they're committed to getting to know him more and his his mom did kind of like a reading in the background and she talked about like basically cheers to him growing and maturing and learning more and how they were committed to to understanding more about him and you know Sorry. And then Yvette said, or Yvette said, um, basically this line about, you know, more of this, more of basically like spending time with Theo and getting to know him. And she said that as he becomes more aware about himself, she told him that basically her heart, her mind and her ears would be um, always open to the more that he becomes and I just love that a hundred percent I love the idea of affirming children I love the idea of parenting I do and at first like again parenting has been something that I've wanted but it hasn't been something and I have like come on so these say visitors coming I can already hear it so probably gonna get interrupted soon let me go ahead and greet greet some family members and I'll come back but yeah as I was saying um as I watch belief in fatherhood's videos I become more intrigued with the concept of parenthood and as I was saying I said that I know that I've always kind of like wanted a child, but it has never been like a, oh my gosh, I want one so bad, but I've always wanted one. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that just watching videos of them, even in the hard times and even in the, um, in the good times, even of the highs and the lows, 
just seeing them, it kind of like highlights the importance of parenthood. And so seeing the video and how much it actually takes to parent um, a human being, it makes me not take it lightly, even though I've never really taken it lightly, but it, it really does hammer in the fact that parenthood is not a game. And so because I recognize that being a parent is something that I want, it makes me even more inspired and motivated to become a better person so that when I raise a human being, they will ultimately be a better person than I am. But one thing that I don't want to do is practice with a child's life of being a good person. That's something that I definitely don't want to do. I want to have a staple foundation of who I am before I ever bring in another life. Or else we're just going to be two unstable foundations, waning and wavering here and there and everywhere. But yeah, girl, that's what it is. That's what I'm coming up to. I don't know. Those are just my current thoughts. Current thoughts and opinions. That's where I'm at. I've been in a procrastinative mood. If that's even a word. I don't know. Sometimes I just get into modes where I just don't want to. And if I don't want to, I don't want to. So, let's hope that I want to. But sometimes it doesn't even matter if you want to. It's about what you got to. What you got to do. So I'm going to continue to prep for the week because today it's Sunday. It's a prep prep day. I need to finish my peer mentor post prep. That's going to be the only thing that's actually going to be set on my agenda in finishing laundry. And then the rest will come if it comes. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I definitely need to get that peer mentor post down. Um, so that I can have it ready for tomorrow when it's time to send out my message to the children. Yeah. I think that this podcast is probably going to be a little bit a bit a little bit long, so I'm not going to hold you any longer because I don't have anything to talk about. And I'm sure you have things to do too things you gotta do not that you may want to do but definitely you gotta do so i'm gonna let you go ahead and go ahead so that you can go ahead and go ahead and with that as always my friends peace positivity productivity prosperity and a godsend perspective to you and everyone you know and until next time bye